0: all righty everyone hello hello uh welcome back to finding freedom in finance um my name is uh brayden and it's good to be back i know i've it's been a while and I'm sorry about that, but I'm back and I'm here and I'm ready to go again. And I've got a pretty decent one for you this week here. I'm telling you, this is probably now been my most research video. I'd say I put more into this one because today we're gonna to be talking about stable coins. Now, this may be a completely new topic for some of you because it's a fairly new topic to me. I definitely had to do the most research for this because it is kind of going down the crypto rabbit hole just a little bit more. And so I wanted to learn about stable coins because I know that they kind of act as like a cash equivalent and you can get crazy amounts of interest on them. So I've, that was kind of the main reason for wanting to study this. And also, my crypto, my Bitcoin podcast did really well comparatively. So figure I'll keep going down the crypto rabbit hole just a little bit. I got NFTs and then I'm probably going to do NFTs after this one, and then I'll probably pull back out into some more basic mainstream finance topics because it can't just be an investment podcast, and I know that. So, what is a stablecoin? A stablecoin is a digital dollar backed by the real thing, but it can't be spent on most things. A lot of times, stablecoins are used to transfer, you transfer that, your stablecoins and into a different type of cryptocurrency. Some some um, exchanges, some crypto exchanges require that you go through a stable coin. You can't just convert your money to Bitcoin. Sometimes you have to convert your money to a stable coin to Bitcoin. Um, it's funded by the users. So a stable coin is, is and I say backed by the real thing, it, it theoretically means for every type of stablecoin, I'm going to say USDC, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but usdc let's say for every one usd usdc um which is us dollar coin technically that means there is a dollar in a vault somewhere right because it's funded by the users you put a dollar in and you get a stable coin and theoretically that dollar you put in backs your stable coin until you transfer it back into dollars or you transfer it into something else so it's a digital dollar digital acting dollar in the crypto world you can buy and sell crypto transfer transfer it to uh, different exchanges and convert it back to USD for free. It's basically a very liquid dollar that you can use in the crypto space. You have to wait for it to transfer into the bank account but you can get crazy interest because there's a bit of risk involved and a lot of demand for stable coins. So I'm going kind to of kind of break down the three types of stable coins. There's three stable coins there's centralized stable coins, decentralized stable coins and unbacked stablecoins. So, the first um, type of stablecoin is a centralized stablecoin, and that is one created by a company, right? The two most famous examples of this are Tether, USDT, and USDC. So, USDT is Tether, and it is a coin created by the Tether company, right? So, so it it works a lot like any other company where Tether created a service, a, a product that other people wanted to use, and... You can use this dollar. Like I said, it's, it's very important in the crypto world. And I can kind of get into that later on its big uses. But it's very interesting. Um, but the problem with Tether is there's been some issues related to whether it's actually one-to-one backed by U.S. dollars, right? Because theoretically that's the case, but maybe they invested in something else, right? Because you have to think about why these companies create stable coins and they did it because you get a bunch of cash from people because if i buy a stable coin my cash they now have cash and they can invest this cash right and what if they take a loss on this cash they don't have as much right so there's issues about one about one-to-one backing And that's kind of an issue with kind of the whole centralized stablecoin is, you know, the whole point of crypto, according to some people, is decentralization. And these centralized stablecoins are created by a for-profit company who theoretically can do whatever they want with the stablecoins. Theoretically. So you have to kind of take that into account when you're thinking about a centralized stablecoin, right? And these companies create this, get a whole bunch of cash, and then they can invest the cash however they want. Right. And then there's USDC, which is created by Circle and Coinbase. I'm sure most of you have heard of Coinbase. It is one of the most popular crypto exchanges on the market. And it's had similar allegations, although the, uh, as Tether, although they're a lot less serious. Um, there's a lot less controversy around USDC versus USDT. Yeah, moving on to the second type of uh, stablecoin, there's decentralized stablecoin. Decentralized stablecoins are stablecoins that hold their reserve assets on the blockchain using other cryptocurrencies and smart contracts. So instead of dollars, they're backed by other cryptos. This process helps solve the transparency issue that centralized stablecoin providers face, right? It's the whole decentralized thing. It's all on the blockchain so anyone can go and read it theoretically on blockchain.org, right? This process helps yeah, it solves the transparency issue and they use smart contracts to eliminate the need for a third party. I think a for-profit company would be the third party here. The most the most popular one of these is called Dai, DAI and it's over backed by Ethereum, right? So you think about it, Ethereum could go up and down, whereas a dollar doesn't go up and down. A dollar's worth a dollar, right? A dollar may lose its value relative to other currencies. But crypto, it's, it's different, It's, it's $1 a dollar a dollar, right? And all cryptos are kind of priced in dollars. It is over backed by Ethereum, right? So there's more than $1 worth of Ethereum for every $1, right? You have to back it with more because if your Ethereum crashes a bajillion amount like it did during March 2020, then all of a sudden you don't have a one to $1 ratio and you may not be able to get your dollar back, right? It, just in case Ethereum's price falls, think about March twenty twenty. Eight million dollars worth of Dai was lost after Ethereum's price tanked. So you have to more than compensate on a, it. Has to be more than a one for one, in order, in order for you to make sure your your um, your Dai your stablecoin is is backed properly. Um, so yeah, the third type of stablecoin is called the unbacked stablecoin. You may be thinking, what the heck, what does that mean? It means there's nothing backing it, but then doesn't that mean it's worth nothing? Well, the same thing is true about the dollar. The dollar is not backed, but the dollar is backed by the promise that you can buy things with it, which is not true for these stable coins, but in the future, theoretically could be true. If an unbacked stable coin were to gain popularity, it would be about the safest thing on the market. Think about the dollar. The dollar is about the safest thing there is because you know you're still going to be able to buy stuff in the U.S. with it. Sure, it depreciates, but it doesn't depreciate super quickly unless you're in an inflationary environment right now. So maybe one day down the line, we'll start thinking about digital dollars. Um, maybe some of these stablecoins may be adopted as digital dollars. And in that case, it doesn't matter that it's unbanked. But for now, it's still very much in the proving ground stage. right? So what is the whole point of state this is kind of something i struggled to wait till the end to to wait not till the end but to wait till here to talk about um what is the point of stable coins and one of the most important things that i found when doing my research which is part of the reason i struggled so long because it took me so long to figure this out is that stable coins are a like i said really important for exchanges some exchanges require you to trade in stable coins so you can convert dollars to stable coins to buy the crypto you want. Right? Two, they're safer. Some people like the idea of being in the in the crypto space without without experiencing the price swings of an Ethereum or a Bitcoin or you know even riskier coins because those are two of the safer non-stable coins. Um, so kind of that, that market fits and then one of the big markets that stablecoins are important for is in DeFi. You, um, it's called decentralized finance and that would be a whole nother podcast in itself. But it's basically creating things like literally anything you can think of using blockchain technology. A lot of people think DeFi is going to be the future and that would be a whole different video but dollar pegged stablecoins are the primary collateral in defi transactions and collateral and, and this is kind of interesting here this is part of why stablecoins are so valuable is a it provides collateral but b you think about collateral collateral is illiquid right if you if you get a, if you get a loan for somebody and you say okay i will have my car as collateral for this loan so if i don't pay this loan back you can get my car you're not gonna go out and sell your car. Right? That's not how it works. You're not gonna sell your car because then the person on the other side would be very upset because that was the collateral. And now maybe that money would be the collateral. So you're not gonna do anything with these stable coins that you have that are collateral. Right? You you offer these stable coins up as collateral because they're so much easier to transfer than dollars. It's easy to transfer them over the blockchain and things like that. So you get you get a DeFi, you in you a DeFi transaction. And you say, okay, these, these um, stable coins are my collateral if I'm unable to render my service, pay back, whatever you're doing on DeFi. I don't know a whole lot about DeFi, so I'm going to kind of not – so I'm kind of not going to – I don't really kind of know what transactions you would do in the decentralized finance space because I don't know all that much. But still, even, you know, it, it, it applies to normal loans, right? Like I said, you, you don't sell your collateral. It doesn't work like that you don't sell your collateral because you need to hold that just in case you aren't able to pay back the loan or render the service so it's a lot like locking up stable coins and of lowering supply and we, we, we know a lot about basic economics here if you lower the supply you're gonna increase the price right so there's a lot of demand from DeFi but this DeFi demand also decreases the supply because main way it is used in DeFi is as collateral. So it's very interesting because you have um, demand from exchanges. You have DeFi demand and I mean, you have regular people demand whenever, uh, whenever they kind of want to hold on to safety and not have volatile assets. And then you have, you have DeFi demand and then you also have this DeFi demand causing a decrease in supply, which is very interesting. Right? And so, what happens is, you can get some, some really insane interest on these, um, on these, on your stablecoin, right? If you were, if you were to go out and buy some stablecoin, what you can actually do is you can lend out your stablecoin to other people so they could use it as collateral, use it in exchanges, use it, use it however they want to do it, and you can get a large amount of interest because of the supply and demand mismatch. Right, and you, like like I said, you can get high single-digit interest through numerous accounts, um, like Gemini, Crypto.com. You can you can kind of enroll your stablecoin in a lending process. Right. So the so the interesting thing is you can actually get interest because there's a big supply and demand mismatch because there's actually a decent amount of of demand kind of in the um, in this DeFi space, through these crypto exchanges. So, you know, the first thing I wanted to do when I looked up stablecoins and I got and I got ready to do some research for this was what is the niche that stablecoins? Right. So, you know, you kind of think about the niche stablecoins solve, and that niche is is that stablecoins cut down on fees, transfer times, and potential privacy infringement because it is dollars going through the blockchain process, right? To send. These uh, to send these um, dollars to someone else or to a different bank, you know, whatever you want to do to send it somewhere else, different country, different whatever. All you have to do is send it to a crypto address. And you know, you think about Bitcoin, you can just send Bitcoin, but who Bitcoin's price could have changed in the time and you could have a lot less money and you never really know. So it's just a stable way of accessing the uh, blockchain ecosystem and the crypto space without worrying that your money could go up or down using something like a Bitcoin. It's kind of the best way I understand how, what the niche they solve. And because there's so high demand and there's a mismatch of supply, you can actually earn a decent amount of interest by taking some of your stable coins and actually host, giving them to the blockchain in exchange for some interest whenever you decide to get them back. So you know, kind of big takeaway here is stable coins are still really liquid and you could actually earn a lot of interest on them. You think about bank accounts, they're not offering 8% right now. So it may be worth them, you know, not financial advice, but I was thinking about potentially for me, diversifying some of my cash pile into some stable coins and lending them to the market because it's actually a lot of interest on it, but it's still very liquid cash that I could cash out at any moment and be able to use right? It's, it's actually very interesting. Um, it's an investment, but it's still very liquid and has good cash equivalency to make some money with your cash pile in it a in high inflationary environment. You just have to be sure which one you want to go for. Like, for example, I would stay away from Tether, but USDC is a great option. I, I like USDC a lot, and that'd be the one I'd consider if I were to do this. Haven't done it yet, obviously, full disclosure, but that was kind of my conclusion when, when doing this research, is if you have cash lying around that you would maybe even like need in a couple months or whatever. It may be a good thing to hold your cash pile in, so it doesn't at least doesn't lose value, at least washes with inflation because you can get upwards of eight percent, which is starting to look like what inflation is going to be for a decent while. So that's kind of what stable coins are—kind of a digital dollar that you can transfer, use all the crypto, you know, benefits without worrying about the volatility. And that the big takeaway is that there was a pretty large uh, supply and demand mismatch. That you can kind of take advantage of by uh, lending some stable coins to the system so you know i'm sorry it's a little bit shorter of an episode this time you know um it actually was a lot quicker to go through this than i thought it would but hopefully you're able to still get a lot of information out of stable coins if you need anything else google it i don't know write a review or something i'll try to Think about it and get back to you. But I think I did a pretty good job explaining that, you know, bottom line, a digital dollar that is really easy to transfer, saves fees, privacy, because you can access all the benefits of the crypto ecosystem without having to worry about the volatility and price, because most stable coins are backed by something of value. I think that's a really good way of saying it. Um, think about it. If i think about it, hopefully that makes sense. And that's about it for me. Thank you very much. Um, Hope you have a wonderful day. And I will be back soon with another episode on everyone's favorite topic, NFTs, JPEGs, or the future. Who knows? And I don't know yet until I've done my research. So thank you. Have a wonderful day. And peace out.